Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye. Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and I am welcoming all my Bitcoiners and no-coiners out there. Hopefully, everybody is going to be on the crypto train if you're not already and having a good time. So let's get a good update. Here we are now wrapping up the month of April. Real quickly, we're going to look at these prices because it's always fun to compare how things are progressing and what's changing. Bitcoin hovering around $55,000. Ethereum at $2647, and it's going to see $3,000 soon. It's programmed. It's in its future. All the volume says that it is consolidating and about to move up. Litecoin had a nice dip to $260. $330 is programmed. XRP. Ripple is at $1.42. And think about this. Just last year, it was only 14 cents. It dropped down to around 20 cents from about a 50 cent average after the SEC sued them. So here they are now with $1.42. So that's a 10x return on your investment, less than a year. And well, what this also shows you is that crypto doesn't care about the SEC. So this is all good news. Dogecoin, only about 26 cents. So it had a nice dip too. We're going to talk about that. But it's still holding really stable. For a meme coin that was under a penny just a year ago, 26 cents is strong. And of course, the Bitcoin pizza, $538 million. Pizza, pizza. That is a lot of pizza. So we have a couple big movers right now. Cake, famous for the pancake swap, up 10 bucks. Hanging around $34, $40 is incoming. And Matic with a 40% jump in just 24 hours at 73 cents today and still going. Matic is built on a very strong ecosystem. It is easily accessible to buy. Targets are $1 soon with $100 in the long. That means it's going to happen and make you even more money. So it's not too late to get in. That's why I like covering these prices. There's still a lot of room to grow. Ben, you could see how much progress we've made getting out of the bear market into, well, second or third wave of the of the bull run now with a little bit of time left in this year to still capitalize. And by time, I mean... Over the next month or two, we expect to see some big gains, then followed by some drops and more gains again. So Bitcoin dropped to $47,000 over the past few days. We had a crazy weekend, bloody Sunday. We had really big drops down. And when Bitcoin drops, it brings the whole market with it. There's a lot of speculation as to what happened. There are rumors about Bitcoin being sold by whales, people taking profits, a little bit of price manipulation. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But what's really important is think about who did not sell. Well, Grayscale, JP Morgan, Fidelity, Elon Musk, Coinbase, none of them sold their Bitcoin. All these people held on to it. And by people, I mean large corporations with millions and millions of dollars worth. So if they're not panicking, there's no reason for you to panic either. Retracement is very healthy. Pullbacks are healthy. 40% drop is going to happen before Bitcoin is $100,000. 60% drop is even expected, and a smart person is going to have some money on the side to buy the dip. But $150,000 in the long run, and ideally before the end of this year, is as good as written in stone. Everybody, and I mean even the people who don't like Bitcoin, like Peter Schiff, will acknowledge that it is going to exceed $100,000. And with the demand in finite supply, it will continue to grow. 
This is why you hold for the long run. You don't have to worry about all the ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, but you're going to end up in the same place. And the opposite of that is going to be set your stop losses, have cash to buy the dip, and take profits along the way. It's really important to do that and to secure your capital. But at a pretty quick point, if you play things right, you could be playing with nothing but house money. That's the best part of it. I don't have any stress when the market goes up or down. All my money is profit at this point. It's just house money. So watching the market, there's no panic. It's really good to take advantage of the dips. These are great buying opportunities. When the market crashed, so to speak, and everything was down from 10 to 30% over the last week, I look at that as a great opportunity. When there's blood in the streets, you buy the real estate. So what I do is I look at, well, how far down are some of these real strong coins like Matic or Cake or Chainlink? How far down are they? If we're talking about a 20 to 30% retracement, well, we know that's healthy. We know that's expected. And then I could look at that, buy in and realize, hmm, these just might be my gains in the short term. If we drop 30% over one week, could we get all that back in the next week? The answer is pretty simple, yes. With Matic, that was a sure thing, dropped about 20-something percent over the past week. And then here we are now 40% up in just the last 24 hours after regaining the losses in just a couple of days. So that's a very important reason why staying on top of the market and having some liquidity aside to take advantage of these great opportunities is really part of building your wealth. It has a lot to do with what your long-term goals are. How are you going to manage your money? And then saving that money during these times is not when you panic. It's pretty well known that you buy when others are fearful, you buy when others are greedy, and you sell when others are excited. There are quotes that go along with this that are quite more articulate, but the bottom line is that don't go with what the masses do. Just taking away one letter will make that a whole nother concept. It's a lot better to really follow what your gut instinct is or the patterns in front of you. Don't just follow what everybody else does. Don't worry about the news. Don't worry about the hype. When things move at the speed of crypto, what happened yesterday is really old news and today is a whole nother world. So it's really important to keep it all in perspective. And I always like to say to zoom out. And in what's trending, we have to follow up on the Coinbase IPO. Well, it, it went pretty well. It was a lot of hype around the America's largest exchange, $2 billion valuation, an amazing company that has done a lot to bring Bitcoin and cryptocurrency to the mainstream, even though they do so at such ridiculous fees. Well, there was a lot of hype in the beginning. The pre-sale guys made a lot of money, and then the price dipped below $300. So it's going to reclaim its ground, I'm sure, but probably a lot of people don't realize that investing in Coinbase is not the same as investing in cryptocurrencies. You're investing in their transaction fees, which is about 80% or more of how they make their money. So you're really investing in the traders and other people that are getting into the space. Coinbase, on the other hand, has an NFT marketplace coming. They have a lot of custodianship and they help big corporations. So I don't think there's anything to worry about, but it's still a stock. And the stock market is really bound to have a huge dip sometime before the end of this year. It has a lot to do with the policies of the new president. It has a lot to do with how long we've been in such a bull run and had such a healthy market. But the reality is that jobless rates are still pretty high. The economy is not fully recovered and millions of people have lost their jobs and businesses have gone bankrupt. Inflation is much faster than what people's earned income is. So no matter what or how many loans you get or stimulus checks there are, 
The best hedge is going to be Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because it's not really affected by all these things. Short term, sure, for a day or two, but this is a global currency. So 24-7 traded, America doesn't have the biggest impact on it. And you can see that just by looking at the price of Ripple. XRP at $1.40. It has not been available for purchase on any American exchange ever since the SEC lawsuit about six months ago. It ditched us around a strike price of $0.30. Cents. So think about that. It moved up over a dollar with just the trading volume from other countries, mostly Asia. But clearly, unless you're using a VPN, America really did not affect the price of Ripple. And in fact, the price is just going to continue to go up. It has targets to hit. It's not going to let the SEC get in the way of that. So a lot of speculation about what crashed Bitcoin. And by crash, we do mean a healthy retracement over a very short amount of time. It has to do with the fact that Tesla sold 10% of their portfolio. Well, that's a whole lot of Bitcoin, to be honest. Tesla sold $272 million worth of Bitcoin. That gave them a profit of $101 million. Because remember, Tesla bought when Bitcoin was around 30-something thousand dollars. And here they are now with the price above 50,000. When Bitcoin was sold by Tesla, the price was kissing $60,000. $101 million is a big profit. Is it enough to crash the market? No, but a lot of people do panic when they see major sell action. But you got to realize now something really important here. $101 million is just a drop in the bucket. Elon Musk himself, he said he sold none of his Bitcoin. He personally is not selling any of his Bitcoin. But that Tesla sold 10% of its earnings essentially to prove liquidity of Bitcoin as an alternative to holding cash on a balance sheet. So that move did rock the market a little bit, and Tesla is a force to be reckoned with. But what they did prove to all the other Fortune 500 companies is that the liquidity is there. They have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, and to sell 10% and have cash liquid of $100 million or more from that sale, they were proving instant liquidity, low fees, and no challenge or huge delays to liquidate the capital that they need. It really is a proof of work in a lot of cases for other companies to realize how easy it is to sell their Bitcoin and to have that liquidity on their balance sheets. And at the same time, it gives proof of action to owning Bitcoin, that the best thing for a business is to be diversified and that it's an excellent hedge against inflation. That's a huge profit. They even rocked the market a little bit, and now the market has rebounded right back just fine. A lot of people who did sell Bitcoin took those profits into altcoins like Chainlink and Matic and Ethereum, and we expect to see those run next because money flows. It goes from the large to the mids to the small caps, and you got to remember it's a cycle. It never stays in one place too long, and it really moves around where the sentiment is going to be and where everybody thinks the next profit will go. So don't worry when Tesla sells I would probably be more alarmed when Elon Musk sells some of his personal Bitcoin. That's when I'm going to start asking questions. Also in the news, PayPal has expanded their Bitcoin and cryptocurrency involvement to purchase and sell and use to Venmo. So mass adoption means more money in the marketplace. And that's why mass adoption is such a big goal for so many people in this space. It's really important to bring in those dollars, to bring in new people to buy our bags, to bring in... Well, just the mainstream awareness because it's the inevitable future. But the faster we could do it, the faster investors and traders can make money off cryptocurrency. We want there to be millions of people in this space. 
put your money in there, buy Dogecoin, do it. You're going to pump the price up. And then when we take profits and sell, we're going to make some money. Hopefully you do the same. That's the way markets work. And if you've got a long-term play, well, that's going to be pretty awesome too. In fact, it's going to make you a whole lot more money than trying to get jiggy with it in a very short amount of time. But think about PayPal for a second, what they did with Venmo. PayPal has already been invested in Bitcoin since, well, 2019. So Venmo now has 70 million customers worldwide. They're accepting Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. They partnered with Paxos for liquidity purposes. So that basically means if you want to go buy Bitcoin or you want to sell it, even million dollar, even multi million, if you want to buy or sell Bitcoin, including multi million dollar transactions, well, they need to have the cash there. They can't play around with your money. You have to have instant liquidity. And Paxos is a great clearinghouse that's going to help them be able to execute that. Even though Venmo and PayPal has a plenty of money to do so, we don't know how they allocate their funds. Everybody does things a little bit differently, as you learn from Tesla. So now what that did is you know, the market cap has increased a lot for Bitcoin, not just because of the purpose, but because of how mass adoption is growing so much. The entire crypto space is worth about $2.3 trillion with a T. Bitcoin itself is approaching $1.3 trillion. That's how much money people trust in the space of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Apple, Apple, which everybody knows, Apple Pay, Apple Watch, Apple Phone, Apple Pads, they have a market cap of $2.1 trillion. So for the first time ever, the cryptocurrency marketplace, as I like to call it, has breached the market cap of Apple. That's huge. They already left Facebook behind and plenty of other companies, but this is a top 10 force to be reckoned with now worldwide. Still not too late to get in, and Bitcoin is still not dead. You're listening to Crypto Karma with Nick Green, brought to you by JWH Finance. So Crypto Karma, here's a little slice of life. The reality is people get into investments in order to pay off other debts or to just have a nice lifestyle. So now everybody knows Mad Money host Jim Cramer, who's made a living talking about stocks on CNBC. Well, he has made another investment. In the past, he's been known for knocking Bitcoin and, well, quite frankly, making fun of it and looking at it as too much of a speculative investment. However, he admitted to finally getting in around $12,000. He bought some Bitcoin. He invested about 500 grand or so based off of interviews. And here's what he had to say about it. I did something, uh, David, I decided to become an apostate. Okay. After you and I had that discussion of no one ever selling uh, yes. Bitcoin, yes. I went out and sold. I bought a lot of Bitcoin at 12 because I thought it was a currency, right? At 12,000. Mm. And I did something. I know people are going to be angry at me. But I paid off a mortgage yesterday with it. I don't know. Is that dangerous, David? I actually sold some. Now, I am It's from, from the chart, David. I may be, be the only natural seller, but it was so great to pay off a mortgage. It was like, you know, kind of phony money paying for real money. Got it. Yeah, so I now own a house, lock, stock, and barrel, because I bought this curse. Well, you did very so well David, on, I don't on know. your ownership I think of Bitcoin. I so I think that is really great for Jim, and it could obviously happen for anybody. So Jim likes to say that he used phony money in order to pay for real money. Pretty interesting. People have been making fun of Bitcoin and calling it magical internet money for a very long time now. Well, the cool thing is he bought half a million dollars worth of Bitcoin when it was around $12,000. That's just right in the year 2020. Here we are now, 2021. And when he sold Bitcoin, it was right around $64,000. So even though we may not know how much he owed on his house or how much of a mortgage he paid off, the fact is he was sitting on about $2.6 million, $2 million of which are profit. So pretty fabulous to think that he could take a half a million dollar investment, turn that into almost $3 million, 
Sure, he took out a few hundred thousand dollars to pay for his mortgage. Now he owns his home, debt-free, and still has over $2 million worth of Bitcoin. Not bad at all. So on Crypto Karma, we like to dive into all things crypto. Of course, everybody who's following the trends, especially in crypto Twitter, know that SafeMoon is something everybody's been talking about. Now, SafeMoon is a cryptocurrency that came out in March. It's about one month old and already is up 6,000%. It's hard as hell to buy. You can't get it on an exchange, but it already has a market cap over a billion dollars. The trick to getting in on these investments on these DeFi tokens and Uniswaps is to really understand how all of these other platforms work. There's YouTube videos on them and get, finding those coins before they hit an exchange is where the real money is. Getting those real low market caps, finding things that are under a penny, of course, and actually have the potential to be a couple of cents. Everything started somewhere, Matic, Cardano, Ethereum, even Bitcoin. It all started really, really low, and most of the time, it took a while to get up. The interesting thing about SafeMoon is that they penalize you 10% for a transaction of your coins. So if you were to invest in SafeMoon, you really have to be in for the long run. You get a 5% reward just for holding on their platform. The company was out to raise a million dollars in a short amount of time so that they could actually make their idea, well, real. They were looking to have an exchange, of course, call it SafeMoon, and then all of their safe tokens would go up intrinsically in value. We could look at Binance for that. But it is still very skeptical, very, very risky. You don't want to jump into everything because most of the time when you hear all about it from everybody else, it's probably too late. The coins that you hear about from one person, you find on your own, or maybe even see a trend amongst a small select group of people, that's the way to go. You want to find those gems and really get in on them early. What you don't want to do is wait until everybody else got in on it, talks about their 2,000% pump in just a couple of weeks, and then you're going to be stuck holding the bag or trying to get in on something way after it's prime. Doesn't mean that there's not room for SafeCoin, but it's not gonna be on exchanges too quickly. And by the time it is on exchanges, well then the reality is that it's gonna end up having a higher price. You're gonna miss out on those gains, but you'll still be able to get in and make some money. Putting SafeMoon aside, the important thing is to not just depend on one exchange. Coinbase doesn't list everything. Either does eToro or Kraken or Gemini. They all have some different assets. And my experience is that Binance is the most friendly for all of them. Binance.com, that's my favorite. Binance.us, probably my second favorite. But getting in on those not so popular platforms still gives you an early opportunity on coins that could give you a lot of gains. Two, three, five, 10X, all that happened to me with Binance. There's a couple things on Coinbase, but the Coinbase pump really takes away a lot of those early profits. So you don't wanna limit yourself if you're looking to make a lot of money from investments in a short amount of time, and by that I mean under a year or two. If you're looking for the quick buck, yeah, crypto could get you, but nothing is ever a sure thing. The best thing is to find those gems and invest early. Those gems are a risk, so don't bet too much, but you only need a little as 2,000% will sure as hell give you a lot. Crypto karma point of view. Remember, there's two sides to every story and you only get back what you put in. Well, what I mean is you really have to understand that people change their mind. It is that simple. Susie Orman was probably not the biggest advocate for cryptocurrencies and many, many investors from Warren Buffett to Mark Cuban, a lot of them have changed their tune and some have not. One, though, I do have a lot of respect for is Susie Orman, especially with her latest quote. I love Bitcoin. On my Women in Money podcast, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I did an entire, I think I did two 
things on Bitcoin as to why I like it. I like the university universality of it. I like that that it's just there and the corporations that are investing in it. I do not like Bitcoin, Andy, as a currency. Mm. I don't like it where you're going to buy a Tesla or you're going to buy something with it. I like it as a possible replacement for gold, as an investment. Now, what I tell my listeners and what I would tell everybody, Bitcoin is seriously risky. I would not be investing in Bitcoin with money that I could not afford to lose because the swings are not just going to be a point or two a day. They're going to be $5,000 worth one day. It's going to be up 7%, down 10%. It's going to be all over the place. But I think it's something that wouldn't hurt people to put maybe if they had it to lose $100 a month in. And I personally would do it through PayPal because PayPal makes it so easy and it's not that big of a hit given in terms of commission, it's like one and a half percent, two percent, depending on how much you're investing every month. I don't think that's that big of a hit, right, to, to really just see what happens over the years. But I happen to like Bitcoin and I like the premise behind it a lot. Bitcoin is a legitimate investment and you should absolutely be buying it. Well, I love that. She doesn't like Bitcoin as a currency. She said when she tried to liquidate it and get money into her bank account, it didn't happen. There were problems. Well, I know what those problems were, and it's called user error. It's not that hard, but not many people take the time to actually learn how to operate an exchange or their wallet or digital wallet or Coinbase or any of these things. Even though you have a ton of money on it, but it's something new. And the truth is, people do not like to learn new things. We're all programmed to think you learned everything you need to know in college. One of my favorite books was Everything You Need to Know You Learned in Kindergarten. So it goes back to common sense. You're going to do something new. You have to learn how to use it. The great thing, though, about what she said is that Bitcoin is not an intended currency, and that's true. It's a store of value. She got frustrated with gold, just like Jim Cramer and many other investors, because they realized that gold is not what it's cracked up to be. Gold has a lot of limitations behind it. It's better off as an electrical semiconductor than it is as an investment or store of value. That's my opinion on it, because you're sure not going to walk around with pounds of gold to go to the store and buy something. But you can walk around with millions of dollars of Bitcoin right on your phone and use it to buy anything. However, with cryptocurrencies, we know there's Digibyte and Litecoin and a lot of other things that are better as a currency, even Bitcoin Cash, hence the name Bitcoin Cash. But Bitcoin itself, being a store of value, I use it as a savings account. I have some put aside for my kids and I'm not going to touch it for years. I don't trade it. I don't do anything. I just hold it because I know in a few years that cryptocurrency I didn't touch will be worth a lot more. And I think that's what Susie Orman's lesson is. She got this on Coinbase a few years ago. I'm sure she probably is up a few million dollars. She didn't understand the wallets and secret codes and the way things worked, and that's fine. She made her money and she's given some really good advice. So it's really good to get the perspective of, of a lot of different people. Hear them out. The ones who changed their mind and the ones who have learned, benefited, and even made money probably have a lot to offer and we could all learn something. Just remember, read the instructions. It's not as complicated as people think. It's only complicated if you don't know how to do it. Crypto Karma sometimes likes to point out the obvious. In earlier news, HSBC Bank announced that they were banning crypto transactions as well as any type of transfers to and from an exchange like Binance or Coinbase or any of the others that you're familiar with. What's really funny, though, is the same institution, HSBC, was also fined millions of dollars for knowingly laundering money for Latin drug cartels. 
This really does go to show how stupid banks are. I don't know how else to say it. They're hypocritical. They really, really ever follow their own rules from Wells Fargo to Bank of America, you name it. They all, they all do things that are not in the best interest of their customers. We could have an entire show about that. But the hypocrisy is something that you really have to be aware of. And just because one bank that has made a lot of bad decisions in the past doesn't like uh, cryptocurrency anymore, it's not a reason for you to panic and it's not a reason of fear. It's nothing to worry about. In fact, what you should do about it is if you have an account with HSBC, close it and go somewhere else that's crypto friendly. Plenty of banks are out there that will take your money and they will use it as a hedge against other investments. But again, that's another show. I think the important thing is support those who support you. While HSBC is banning crypto, US Bank, on the other hand, is announcing a cryptocurrency custodian. And Goldman Sachs says that their blockchain stocks have outperformed the S&P 500. Well, that's a big difference from the days in the back when they said that Bitcoin is a Ponzi scheme and too risky. Not only that, but it also speaks volumes as to what the trends are. You got to follow the trends. These guys with the money, they all know what to do and they're all buying Bitcoin. HSBC, I bet, probably has a ton of Bitcoin on their books as well. They're just playing the game. Everybody does it. Not everybody likes it, but it's the way the market goes. Now, Dogecoin is something we can never forget. It seems like every show is right here in our face. And Mark Cuban, who's a big cryptocurrency advocate, was just on Ellen. And on there, he had a very bold statement that a Dogecoin is a lot better than a lottery ticket. Well, the truth is, it is. It's going to make you a whole lot more money. It's way less risky. When you cash out of your cryptocurrency, you don't choose between payments or one cash value, you get what you get. It makes a whole lot of sense. Nobody wins the lottery anyway. We all know that. But the really cool thing is to see Mark Cuban on a nationally syndicated show like Ellen talking great about cryptocurrencies, explaining what NFTs are and Bitcoin. In fact, the whole nine yards. Ellen has an average viewership of 1.5 million viewers. And as people know, they like to recap shows on YouTube and follow her even afterwards. So it's really cool to see that this could even go more mainstream and the price of Dogecoin could go up even further. You may remember Ashton Kutcher was talking about Ripple and donated XRP towards schools that needed money and the arts programs on the Ellen show just two years ago. So she's no stranger to cryptocurrencies. I'm sure she has a ton of them, but this kind of exposure is really good for everybody. The more you see about it in the news, the more mainstream it gets, yeah, it's definitely loses a little bit of its sex appeal as the hidden secret that nobody and everybody knows about because millions of people are in the crypto space but the majority of people are missing out. The cool thing is to see that when it does go mainstream, the prices go up, the volume increases, and people understand the long-term intrinsic value. The better Bitcoin performs, the better it is for all of us. The more you invest, the more you win. You could lose, but that's not what this game's about. This is the long game. We're in this for the long run. You're trying to build legacy wealth. This is the biggest transfer of wealth in any generation preceding us. So they're just kind of guiding the way and those with money will continue to make more money. And those with only a little bit could also make a whole lot. You need patience, you need diamond hands, you need to do your own research and really understand that Bitcoin's the future. It always seems that the digital marketplace is what lays out the future. Well, for us human beings, those are the words of Elon Musk. And let's take note, the profit that Tesla made with Bitcoin in less than a year is actually more than they've made by selling cars over the past 14 years combined. Well, those are big numbers. So you got to remember when it comes to Bitcoin, if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. We're always moving at the speed of crypto and I really hope you got yours. Be a Bitcoiner, plan for the future, 
stay ahead of the game. That's it for Crypto Karma this week, brought to you by JWH Finance. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma, reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by JWH Finance, the leader in residential mortgage lending. Online at JWHFinance.com. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Every Sunday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean. There's no better endorsement than when a customer gives your business a five-star review. At JWH Finance, they've been helping people afford the home of their dreams for years because their philosophy is simple. Do business with efficiency, integrity, and honesty. That's why they always get stellar reviews. No lender fees on VA loans and home loans up to $2 million. Online at JWHFinance.com. Email Nick at JWHFinance.com or call Nick Green at 866. 895-0571 NMLS 1433-621